You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 36. Today, I'm joined by a special guest host. That is my friend, Luke Parker, and we're talking with our friends from West Virginia, Hunt Appalachia, that's Jared Schaefer and Grant Lemon. We're going to talk about deer hunting, turkey hunting, but the focus of our conversation is saddle hunting. So sit tight and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm rather excited today because I have a special <laughs> guest co-hosting with me this afternoon. Well, depending on when you're listening to it, this morning, afternoon, or evening. True. Um, but I have got my baby cousin. Family. Fam. The fam on the show. Now, I, I want to give a backstory. This His name is Luke Parker. I guess I should say that. So, so... Parker is my first name, and it is also my mother's maiden name, and you are related on that side of the family. Yep. And uh, since we started this podcast, Luke has been pressuring me. <laughs> A whole lot. <laughs> to come on the show. I, th- I feel like that's an understatement. <laughs> I've been drilling you. Pretty, pretty, got pretty upset, actually, that you, you didn't even let your family get on first. Well, I mean, better late than never. You know, <laughs> better late than never. You're going through a pretty tough time in your life. Oh wow! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. It was actually around the same. It really was around that same time. But, yeah, yeah. Um, now Luke works here at the church with me, and uh, Luke, why don't you? Um, I know we're not interviewing you on this podcast, but this intro can be yeah a little bit longer if we want it to be. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. and what you do, who you are, and tie in. I mean, I know it's not going to be difficult to do, but for sure. somehow tie in deer hunting and all that. For sure. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Coleman, Alabama, and as Parker said, we are family. Uh, I am 24 years old and grew up uh, pretty much, went to church my whole life, grew up in church. Daystar has been Daystar Church has been my home. That's uh, the church that we work at. Yeah, for yeah. people who don't know. Yeah, so Daystar Church is where we're at, and it is located in Good Hope, Alabama. And I started going to church when I was super little. I stayed in church. Started coming to Daystar when I was probably eight years old, and then out of nowhere, got asked to go on a mission trip when I was like sixteen, and was able to start interning. Finally, came on staff. And I'm now, the title I have now is the children's pastor at our main campus. So kids is where I'm at. And grew up hunting, grew up fishing. So uh, 
the funny thing is like when I first when I first moved here to Coleman, you were like a wild <laughs> child, dude. You were not not yeah. like in a bad way, not like oh, no, it was, yeah, just like annoying. Like, oh yeah, all boy into everything, all boy running around. I got around. the belt whooping. Yeah, that's what we call them. I got whoopings. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So yeah, I uh, I grew up hunting, grew up fishing. As long as I can remember, I was shooting a bow. Um, actually, grew up shooting traditional recurve longbows. Dad used to make longbows all the time, so that's what Your I. Your dad's shoot. like a modern day, like a modern day Fred Bear. <laughs> Straight up Indian. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, he's like a full blooded Choctaw. Yeah, he really is. It's so funny, man, because he's like, he, your dad, he's really just one of those guys who doesn't really care mm-hmm. about like what yeah. he like. He just he just he doesn't care about what's popular, what's yep. what's new. He's, he's just him. He's just him. Yep. He's just gonna be who he is. A true outdoorsman. And he's yeah. also my taxidermist, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so if you need a taxidermist, Parker's Wildlife, hit him yep. up. <laughs> yep, that's where my, my eight point's at right now. Yeah. Expect to hear from him soon, because he's going to be on a podcast that mm-hmm. we're working on very soon that I think you all are going to enjoy. So Yeah, my dad's super awesome. Uh, my, which my mom is, too, if she hears this. But, yeah, I uh, <laughs> grew up hunting, grew up fishing, and that's what I do aside from ministry. That's what people are like, what do you do? I'm like, well, you know, ministry is what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, but ministry and hunting is like my life. So that's that's who Luke Parker is. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way. And if you, ju- if you go by my social media, <laughs> you'll be like, uh, hunting, yeah. and then ministry but it's really not that way like i spend the majority of my time yeah doing doing church work and stuff and i love it it's a lot of fun uh, i've had a lot of conversations actually with listeners of the podcast who are like it's so cool that you work at a church and you do a hunting podcast i guess it's like it's kind of not a not a normal thing um it's not a normal thing for 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 i don't i don't know it a lot of times in ministry, you know, and any of you guys listen to this, if you're in ministry, I do know for a fact that we have several people who are in ministry right now that listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, but ministry is one of those things where if you don't balance it out with something that's not, um, and, and like a long time, church, let's say church work, Yeah. not ministry, because you can do ministry in just about anything that you do. Um, but church work, like your actual work life of the church, if you don't like separate that with some other stuff, then it can get. Like it can get pretty tough, and you can yeah, get burned out really absolutely. easily. And that's the same thing with just about any job. That's why we do. That's why guys go into the outdoors. It's it's relaxing, and it, you know, it for me, it, like it eases my mind. And yeah. like if I'm not like I, you can tell, man, I, I'm like a crackhead that ain't had no crack. <laughs> if I don't get same. to go, I, like right now, without it being like we've been deer season and then turkey season was right after that, dude. I'm like, I'm struggling. Need to take you bow fishing. I need to go bow fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Talk about that for a second. Oh, bow like, fishing. Yeah. Which you haven't done a lot of this year so far, right? So I was late. So um, I, I told Parker that I would take him bow fishing earlier this year. And bow fishing is something that I got into probably three three years ago, like really hard. And, um, and I told him I would take him. And what happened is I was waiting for the carp and the gar to spawn because those are like the biggest times is when the fish start spawning, the water gets a little warmer, and I missed it. I, I thought I missed it. I thought the fish were too late. I checked, scouted, didn't find any fish, and then found out they were just like super late. The gar ran like two weeks after I checked and was like, well, they're not running this year, which... I, I should just—I know I should have just trusted my instinct, tr- trusted my gut. 
because I saw just pictures. Yeah, just I saw pictures and I was like, wow. So have you shot one gar this year yet? Gar, no. Carp? Carp, yes. Okay. Yeah. Dude, so, there was a picture you took last year that was insane, man. Like, you know, how many how many fish did y'all have on that so one? So, yeah, a buddy of mine and I went, and we started early in the morning, about 6.30, and then we had to leave at 11. And uh, taking away the time that it took us, about 45 minutes, to carry the fish from the water to the truck, we shot 84 gar. Good Lord, And man. Yeah, and that's just shooting, shooting, and shooting. So if we'd have stayed all day, I mean, we'd have— We'd had over 150 gar. Crushed it. Yeah, it was crazy. We had a massive gallon, like the big tub, the big black tubs they use for like watering horses and stuff. Yeah, that was all full. Then I just started started throwing them in the back of my truck. <laughs> and so yeah, it was it was insane. We used to do like uh, when I lived in West Texas, we used to do like have days like that with uh, uh, shooting jackrabbits. Oh yeah. You, like you just go out there and there'd be jack. We'd spotlight them because it was legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we dude, we'd go out there and we'd just fill up the uh, bed of a truck yeah. with jackrabbits, and it. I mean, and jackrabbits are big. Like, I don't know poundage wise. I'd say they're, you know, ten, ten or so pounds. They're big rabbits. I've never shot one. Oh my gosh! And they're huge. Like they're just like, they're long. They have these big, huge, long mm-hmm. legs. Like sometimes you, if they're if they're in the right position, you can mistake them for a small deer. Yeah. Like they're just they're just big rabbits. And we'd have days like that, man. We'd just go and fill up. That's awesome. A wheelbarrow full of jackrabbits, and it was just a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about who Luke is. Luke is filling in for Michael and Tyler. Neither one of them could be here this week, and they're pretty bummed out about it. But, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Um, yeah, you're not complaining. You get to co-host. and yeah, <laughs> no, They're awesome. It's your lifelong dream. Yes, it really is. <laughs> to be <laughs> on about Southern Ground. So uh, you'll hear a lot, a lot more from Luke in the future. I'm sure that. Uh, I did want to get him on, and uh, this is a good opportunity for you guys to hear from him. He's going to uh, really be interviewing our, our guests this week with me, um, and that is Jared Schaefer and Grant Lemon from Hunt Appalachia. And, Luke, you watched a little bit of their stuff. I did, uh, yeah. When, after I asked you, what did you think about it? They're they're phenomenal. I love their videos. Yeah, They're, they're awesome. Yeah, they seem really down to earth, just seem like good good boys that love to hunt. They are. <laughs> they're they're like they're really cool aside from that they're freaking hilarious yes so they're really funny guys um and 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 a lot of times you it doesn't like translate on their youtube channel but like when you hang out with them in person um and you like i don't know you just like tie the two together like oh my gosh these guys are hilarious and they're really funny together and they're even funnier when tyler is around so yeah um, and these were the guys that you went on the hawk hunt with mm -hmm. yeah they were they were at saddlepalooza with us um, Jared's been on the show before, and uh, Jared has his own YouTube channel called Flinging Arrows, uh, but they do a YouTube channel together called Hunt Appalachia, which Tyler actually went and turkey hunted with them, mm-hmm. shot his first turkey with Saw them uh, several weeks ago at the beginning of the West Virginia turkey season. We're going to hit on a little bit of turkey hunting, but most of what I want to talk about is saddle hunting. So you are not a saddle hunter. Have you ever sat in a saddle? Dude, no, I have not. You haven't ever even sat in one. I've never even sat in one, and I'm super curious. So this will be a good one. And and, and we've done several saddle episodes with with Greg Godfrey, um, and I talk about it a lot because I saddle hunt. But but I really want to talk about their first... Uh, their first times using a saddle, like the the learning curve of using a saddle, and and really try to break that down for our listeners, people like you who are very curious about mm-hmm. it, but maybe have not made that first step. 
So this is going to be a little bit different perspective. Like I said, we've talked to Greg Godfrey on this subject before, but I do feel like we need to do kind of just redo the, um, the, the, I guess the beginner's guide to saddle hunting type podcast. And so I think you're going to be a good person because you haven't ever done it before. Sweet. But before we get into that, I want to take a minute to thank our partners at Onyx Maps at Tethered, who we're going to talk about a lot today in this podcast because it's a saddle hunting podcast, and they are the best saddle company out there. They are constantly innovating, constantly coming out with with new ideas. And I've talked to Greg and and those guys. They just they know what they're doing. They are saddle hunters, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of buzz going on right now in the saddle hunting community because there's there's more products out there than there has ever been before. And so if if you're like Luke and you are really looking at um, what should be my next move in saddle hunting, I want to take the plunge. Go check out tetherednation.com. Pick out what you want. I promise you, you'll like it. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about Tethered. Like, I don't know what else there is to say. Like, just check it out. You're, you're going to like them. If you're interested in saddle hunting, um, even if, even let me say this, even if you don't want to buy a saddle right now, you're going to be so far ahead of the curve if you will just go and check out their stuff, see what they have, watch some of Greg's vid- videos on yeah. his G2 Outdoors. That's what I was watching. Videos, yeah, they're great videos. It's You'll be ahead of the curve when you do decide to take the plunge, and you know exactly what you want. And uh, so, yeah, check out those guys. Also, New Breed Archery, um, the, the best. The the best bows. Now you. Does your dad was it your dad that has a the 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 RK one the um, RK one yeah. yeah those are sweet yeah I it's told a you sweet I, bow. traditional shooter yeah, yeah shoot tournaments and stuff yeah the RK one is like my dream recurve it's sweet dude it, they're beautiful it was the first recurve I ever shot was oh, the so, RK one so you're spoiled so I'm spoiled yeah. yeah I don't know about this whole Indian lifestyle but like this RK one is sweet it's it's really cool you should go check that out I'm gonna tell you guys this if you want a new breed bow which you should want a new breed bow. I don't see why you wouldn't want a new breed bow. They're phenomenal. It's a great bow. It's a comfortable bow. It's dead in the hands. It's super sweet. I shoot uh, the GX2. I don't know why I just forgot the name of of, of (laughs) my bow. I think it's called the GX2. Um, Michael shoots the BX32. Tyler shoots the ETX32, I think is what it's called. Um, And I can vouch for the RK1. And you can vouch for the RK1. All incredible bows, but here, let me tell you the best part about it. They are completely direct consumer, so if you want a bow from them, you do not have to go through a middleman. You're not going to go to Walmart and buy a new breed bow and pay Walmart and new breed. You're not going to go to Academy, whatever, whatever Bass Pro Shops. You're not going to be able. You're not going to do that, and and it's really good. And it, a lot of people would say, oh, well, I can't, I can't figure out if I like the bow or not if I if I can't go to a to a retail store and, and buy it. Well, you can because New Breed will send you a a bow to try out for a set amount of days. I'm oh, not going to awesome. say for sure. They'll send you this bow. It's a it'll be a, a bare bow, and you just try it out and and see if you like it. They'll take down a credit card number, and um and just for accountability and all that stuff. And then you send it back, and you can customize it completely to your liking. Which yeah, I was about to say you cool. can customize the bows, yeah. and they are sweet looking. They're sweet, man. I'm thinking about just recustomizing mine just for this new season. I don't blame you. Like it, it's really cool. And here's the cool part: you can use the code Southern Ground to when you check out, and you can receive fifty dollars off of your bow purchase, which is pretty freaking rad. It helps us out when you do that. 
If you go and buy a new Rebo, please keep that in mind. Who doesn't want to save fifty dollars? Really, I, I want to save a dollar. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it was five dollars, you should still use 100%. it. One hundred percent. You know, so who doesn't want to do that? You should totally go and do that. Last but not least, go wild. If you're not on Go Wild yet, you should. It is a social media application that is the bomb. If you like to hunt, if you like to fish, if you like to hike, if you like to camp, if you like to cook, if you like to freaking breathe. <laughs> if you're anything and everything to do with outdoors, you need it. You need to get on Go Wild. It's just a social media application. You get on your phone. You can see content from people from other people just like you all over the world. You get to choose the content that you want to see. It is the best. It's awesome. You should check it out. Not only is it the best, not only is it awesome, but they also want to give you free stuff. Which Again, is, who doesn't want free? Who doesn't want free? I mean, like, you literally don't have to do hardly anything. Like, they give away bows, yeah. give a hunting trip to Texas, fishing trips, ice chest coolers. Like, all kinds of stuff that's just really cool. Smartwatches. Like, just cool crap that you need in your life. So, go check out Go Wild. Wherever you download your applications, check it out. So, we are going to get into this conversation. We're actually late for the phone call. We're a minute late. Let's do it. So, we're going to get into this conversation with Jared Schaefer and Grant Lemon of Hunt Appalachia. All right, on the line with us right now, we have Mr. Jared Schaefer and Grant Lemon from Hunt Appalachia. How you guys doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? How about yourself? Let's, let's try that again. <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> Grant, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Parker. How about yourself? Oh, man, we're doing, we're doing solid. <laughs> it is uh, unfortunate that it is not a hunting season right now, so... Um, we're doing as good as we possibly can do. So, Jared, how you doing, buddy? A return guest. Parker. That's right. Ginger's last, I guess, but I'm doing good, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. We, uh, I got to, I got to meet both of both of these guys. I'm pretty sure, Jared, did we interview you before or after Saddlepalooza? Uh, I, I think it was say, before. I think I, it was before. But. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure. So we got to, uh, me and Tyler got to hang out with you guys at Saddlepalooza back in February. Yeah, I saw the YouTube video of the guys emptying their boots from the water, just being in them swamps. Oh, dude, it it was like, like I I under when Greg told us that it was going to be wet. <laughs> you should have brought your waders. <laughs> yeah, I underestimated wet. <laughs> I don't know if y'all did that too. I was like, "Good lord, this this place is rough." Um, yeah, it is rough. Y'all, do y'all get any of that kind of flood land like that in West Virginia? Not much. No, heck no, not, not like that. Y'all are y'all are in the mountains, and then now I'm gonna mess this up. The App- Appalachian Range is that right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes sir. That's what I would have went with. <laughs> well, I in my in my gut, I want to go with Appalachian. I don't know why. That's like no. that's like what I want to say, but that probably <laughs> that's probably what Yankees say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that's more of a, something that proper people say. Yeah, we ain't uh, that. Not the Definitely normal not. folk like us. <laughs> we ain't that. <laughs> we want to say it the wrong way. All right, so Jared, um, 
I'm going to get you to um, kind of tell me everything you can. Like, all, just, man, give the best intro for Grant that you could ever possibly imagine. And then, Grant, we're going to get you to tell us a little bit about yourself. All right? So, Jared, go for it. Oh, man, where do I begin? Grant Lemon. He's hunted Ohio for 16 years. He's never killed a deer over there. <laughs> um, he kills a deer every once in a while in West Virginia, usually over giant corn pile. But he's an all right feller. I get to hang out with him a good bit, and we have some fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm lucky to lucky to know him, that's for sure. <laughs> that makes me feel so much better about myself when I have a crappy season in Alabama. <laughs> Well, the only truthful part of that was that he's lucky to know me. <laughs> All right, Grant. Now you get to defend for yourself, and then I'm gonna, we're going. It's going to work around to Jared too. So, uh, fend for yourself. Tell us. Tell us a little about a little bit about you, Grant. Well, I uh, live in North Central West Virginia, and uh, been deer hunting since I was about five years old. And, uh, Jared and I have been filming together for almost 10 years i was thinking about that earlier today and uh it's kind of scary how much time has gone by but uh yeah. we mostly do a bunch of deer and turkey hunting up here and uh just basically live uh off of uh as much wild meat up here as we can and get as much deer down every year as we can. that's awesome and turkeys right get as many turkeys as you can but, yeah, I, I wish there was a few more turkeys now this year, but there. That's awesome. So, all right, is that it, Grant? Did you, did you want to build yourself up anymore? I don't really. I don't <laughs> okay. have a lot of good attributes. I don't reckon. Oh, come on, man! That ain't true. <laughs> all right, so Grant, now it is your turn to give Jared. I don't. I mean, I could tell you to give him give him the best intro, but if you're like Jared, then you're going to give him the worst. So. Um, why don't you just introduce Jared however however your heart desires okay well Jared Schaefer he's a good old boy from West Virginia he looks like a mix of Uncle Fester and Pippi Longstocking Uh, (laughs) he has some hunting skill but uh, his his hunting skill gets sort of outweighed by his uh, skill at posting and posting pictures and photoshopping uh, the bucks that he killed. Uh, <laughs> he kind of follows my coattails as much as he can, but uh, he, he does all right every now and then, gets a little 80-inch buck in Ohio <laughs> every now and then. That was amazing. That was pretty good. All right, Jared, now it's your turn. You got to defend yourself on that one. That was rough. Yeah, I'm used to it, hanging out with Grant. But, uh, yeah, you just... <laughs> You want, you want me to tell a little bit about myself? Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about you. What are the most interesting things that you could tell about yourself? Oh, man, there's not very many. I'm like like Grant. I'm from north central West Virginia as well. Um, lived here all my life. Um, hunted here all my life until recently where I started to get, you know, travel out of state a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm just a good old boy who likes to hunt and fish and pretty much based my life around that and that's just about all I do. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, that sounds like it sounds like we're uh, cut from the same cloth because for sure. If it's not all I do, it's it's about all I think about. Yep. Same. <laughs> With the yep, exception of my wife and little girl and Jesus, 
I think about hunting. Yeah, the for most. sure. Jesus for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Luke, you've got a girlfriend. I do right? have a girlfriend. You do have a g- girlfriend. A, she, new, a new, a new girlfriend. Yep, she is awesome. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yep, and she actually um, is here at the church with us, so it yep. works out pretty good. And she likes to hunt. We're gonna get oh. her, get her a pistol this week. Hey, y'all, how about this, Luke? Before he was like, I think this was like the 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 move that he made <laughs> on her. She shot her first buck this year with yep. Luke, yep. right? Like, uh, yeah, nice. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so one day, uh, one day after church, she said, uh, she said, "Hey, I want to go hunting," and I said, "Well, say no more. Let's go kill something." <laughs> and so after church, we, uh, I said, "How much ex- experience have you had shooting a gun?" She said, "No, oh, not much." So I told her what to do. First shot on this target, she and she's shooting two twenty three. First shot on this target, she just, I'm talking about nails it. I'm like, okay, well, shoot it again. Twice, shot it, nailed it. I'm like, and okay, let's go. We're ready to go. That's so awesome. yeah, that evening she shot her first deer. I'm talking about head over heels. It was insane. She was pumped. Now what did she say today? This is the best part. Oh yeah. Whenever y'all, whenever y'all got out of the car today. What yeah did she yeah. Say? So we got to we got to work this morning, and I had taken her a turkey hunting too, and she missed a turkey, and she we got out of the vehicle, and she said, "I'm ticked." I said, "Why?" She's like, "Cause I just want to freaking kill something." I was like. <laughs> Well, we can make that happen. She said, I just can't stop thinking about missing that turkey. I was like, yeah. That was like months ago. Yeah, it was. It was in March. I said, I'm so proud of you. Let's go kill something. Yeah, that was great. That's pretty awesome. And well, hey, Go ahead. Let me let me give you a little bit of advice, though, because my, my wife likes to hunt, too. But, you know, it's all well and good at first when they want to do that with you. But when they start claiming bucks that you get on trail camera, man, it's uh, it's already it started. Things, man. That's what, that's where the fight starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's already started. She said, "Next year, can I kill a big one?" I'm like, eh, we'll, "We'll see. You got <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> we'll work your way up to it." Yeah, that's exactly what are. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sadie's awesome. She's pretty cool. She like, is. she's the best. Um, I'm not. She's not the best. Hallie's the best. Oh well, sorry. Sadie's to me. Sadie's the second best. No, Sadie's awesome. I like her a lot. Um, all right, so Hunt Appalachia. Let's see what – I'm interested to know, before you guys talk about it, now Luke, when I asked Luke to be the the co-host of this show, um, I said, hey, we're, we're talking to these two guys, two hillbillies from West Virginia. Um, they don't have a lot of teeth between them, and um, I'm really going to need your help kind of making this thing be good and so can you do your homework and and watch some of their videos not really i didn't say that but uh half, half of it was true half of it was true the, the teeth part was true yeah i did <laughs> i did talk about the teeth um uh but i, I want to hear luke a guy i you know you you probably i don't know if you'd watch any of their stuff before yesterday but Mm-mm. um talk about your first impressions of these two guys and the content that they're putting out yeah so the very first video I watched, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of where you uploaded what I'm assuming was your first video. It was the self hunt where oh, I, I can't remember which one it was. It shot that you shot the doe and the buck the same the same yeah. day. And so um, I watched that. The foot. My first thought was, man, if this is his first video that he uploaded, one, it's like good quality. Too, he did a pretty good job editing the video, and it was really good. They talked about it, like went through the whole hunt. Yeah, and so it was just a cool video to watch. And then I watched the uh, the saddle the saddle hunt, like them making fun of like the questions people ask, like 
what if you know you <laughs> fall out of the saddle? That video, I was done. What like the one where you were talking about? You were talking about um, like if you're gonna like kung fu kick a deer or something. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, but yeah, I watched a lot of those videos yesterday, just like sitting watching just video after video after video. Um, but yeah, you guys just seem like super down to earth and just like, like what you said, just good boys that love to hunt, get outdoors. But I was really curious cause I didn't even know you had a video of saddle hunting. And so I watched this, you know, watched that video and that I started thinking about saddle hunting again. I was like, gosh, dang it. What am I missing? So, so, so you're telling me <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm offended. You're telling no, me. No, no, you, look, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> You you got me thinking about it. That's where you're going, isn't it? And they did a better job no, of pulling you in. I That's knew what it. you're saying. <laughs> no, it it it, re- <laughs> it re-sparked an interest. There we go. Golly. You were the first. We're pretty good, Parker. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess I got to get... Step it I guess up. I got, golly. Well, that was a good podcast, guys. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're done. <laughs> so, so, it sounds to me, though, seriously, like Luke... Uh, and and I, I'm really not offended, and I'll tell you why is because, um, with the exception of of Greg Godfrey, um, a lot of a lot of Jared's stuff that he was doing with saddle hunting and and stuff like that, and kind of watching his videos and and really being a, a presence on the um, on the saddle hunter Facebook page and the forum, just stuff like that. Uh, that that was kind of my, a lot of my first. Uh, impressions of saddle hunting too before I ever had one before I ever hunted with one and then during the season um y- y'all did what was the series that y'all did uh all see the saddle from the saddle is that what it was called yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah. from the saddle series I forgot the name of it. I could yeah and that was just yeah. <laughs> it was just really good down like just you know focusing on hey we're doing all of this from a saddle and yeah. I mean it it, it was really really good and really inspiring. So, um, so, you know, what Luke's saying, does that, does that sound like what y'all's goal is to do through Hunt Appalachia? Why don't you tell us a little bit about like what y'all see, where y'all see that going? What is it? Why did you, why did y'all start it? Um, and is that kind of, is that kind of the goal is to inspire people? Yeah, I think it is. You know, I, uh, Jerry and I were in a group together a long time ago. We, we did some filming and stuff together, but, uh, when we quit doing that, I was, I wanted to do like a, more like a, a vlog, like kind of like the, from the saddle series is, and I wanted to do it daily, whether I kill something or not. Um, and that, you know, the, the basis of it was to show people how good the hunting can be in Appalachia and, it kind of, I kind of got overwhelmed pretty quick because, you know, in the early days, you can tell there weren't nearly as many videos uploaded. Um, so I just started, you know, I did as much as I could. And then Jared was doing the exact same thing uh, on his uh, Fling and Arrows YouTube channel. And finally, he got smart. And I kept telling him, let's just put these on one channel. And finally, he, uh, he got smart enough and, and uh, came aboard and, uh, we we started cranking out videos at that point. Uh, really, really started doing a lot more. But my goal with the whole thing was just, you know, show people how good hunting can be in Appalachia, and as well as saddle hunting, how much it can change your game in this mountainous territory. Uh, it's uh, it, it's something that I never really thought was going to change the way I hunted that much, and it it 
changed it 150%. So, Grant, how long have you been hunting from a saddle? Uh, this would be my sixth season coming up. Sixth season. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought, I don't know why I thought you had already told, you had told me before that you, this was your first, first or second season. So, oh, so no, that, that's no. awesome. I, I hunted with a, a Guido's web first, um, and then switched to a sit drag and sit drag to a Kestrel and then a Kestrel to a Manus. Okay. Okay. And Jared, how long have you been a saddle hunter? Um, 2014 was my first season, so. Okay, so. so this next one will be, yeah. Wow. We're from Alabama, and y'all are from West Virginia, so math is not a strong suit, so. Yeah, so, we'll yeah, six, six years. Several like years. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so about 12 years of, of experience between the two of you guys and, and sharing that experience, those experiences, and, and kind of the things that that you're learning and, and constantly, man, it's constantly evolving, um, has been, you know, uh, as I watch you guys, watch your channels, even the stuff that you did, um, I loved the video where y'all did the, the saddle challenge where you went out and hid from each other in the saddles. And I wasn't able to watch yeah. that one, but I, yeah, I heard them talking about it. That was a good one. I, and I liked it. I liked it for, for several reasons, but one of the reasons why I really liked it is because I remember, I remember listening to Wired to Hunt podcast a long time ago, and he had John Eberhart on, I believe. It was, I think it was John Eberhart. It may have been just a, a guest that was a saddle hunter, and they were ex- explaining this saddle hunting thing. And I was like, no. God, <laughs> no. I'm, that's, that's terribly scary to think about. Um, so all, all the all the listeners out there who are thinking like ah, this is this sounds crazy it sounds scary yeah it's not like it's really it, it's really not but I want to let you know that most of us have been there at some point um, but I remember I remember listening to that and thinking um, no absolutely not and aside from the fact of it being scary I feel like I would just stick out like a sore thumb and what y'all did I don't you know I don't know if this was on purpose with that video was it like it showed how well you can be hidden in a saddle. Like, even to the really? human yeah, eye sure. that is that sees colors, you know, that sees sees outlines yeah. and shapes and stuff, that's probably one of our only senses that's better than a deer. And and you guys were able to effectively hide from each other. Now, one who somebody got found, right? We Well, no. I, I guess Jared did. Um, he, he took a climber out. And got found in a climber, though. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, there's like a thing that happens. Y'all tell me if you see this. There's like a, a something that happens in people's minds where with the climber, because I'm the exact same way, because you have that that around you, like that, that railing around you, it almost makes you feel like you're hidden more. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in a saddle, yeah. <laughs> you feel more exposed, even though you're hidden by a giant square piece of aluminum tubing. Um, like that doesn't look right. like a part of a tree at all. It makes you feel like the, your perception is that you're hidden more. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and that's what I yeah. that's what I saw in that video um, when I was walking, and I probably saw him from I don't know eighty or ninety yards away. But that was what my eye picked up on was uh, something coming out of a tree at a ninety degree angle, and you know saw it from a long ways away. Or in the saddle, he was in a bare tree. You know, I should have been able to pick him up. And I was looking for Tether. You know, I, was, I knew he'd be hiding behind a tree. Man, 
it's it's impossible. I just <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> hey, I uh, one time this past season I was in Texas, and I was hunting on my dad's property with him, and uh, he wanted to come and see. Like I had set up and and stuff early in the morning, and he hadn't seen my full setup yet, so he wanted to come and and walk by and see if he could spot me, see how good, how well it kept me hidden. And I'm telling you, my dad got directly under my tree and looked at me and kept walking. That's crazy. Like, he was like, and I was like, <laughs> I, w- I couldn't help it. I just started laughing. I was like, you couldn't see me? He was like, you were right there that whole time? I said, yeah. He was like, I couldn't see anything. I was looking for the platform. I was looking for anything I could possibly. And I was only, I was only probably 14, 15 foot up. Yeah. I wasn't that high up. And, uh, I mean, it really is effective. And, but that was some of my, that was some of my concerns. Grant, what were some of your concerns going in as a, as a new saddle hunter six years ago? What were some concerns you had? That's great. Cause I've never. Safety. I, I, I thought that looked like the craziest thing in the world. And so Jared <laughs> got me into it. Uh, he started first and, um, he, I don't remember what his first saddle was, but I remember just telling him, you're absolutely nuts. Like you're going to fall out of that thing. <laughs> you know, uh, you better keep, uh, keep your phone on you so you can text me to come pull you out of the tree. But, you know, after I saw him messing around with it a couple of times, it was probably, I guess, halfway into his first season, whenever I bought mine. And, uh, yep. you know, after, since then I was hooked, but that was my biggest concern. And now, that's the reason I keep, I mean, not the only reason, but that's a big reason for me using a saddle is because they're so safe. Mm-hmm. So are you, and uh, yeah, I've never hunted out of a saddle before. I've never even tried it. My buddy was like you, he, he was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. I don't know all about it. But then listen to your podcast, Parker, and, and started hunting out of a saddle. Which one? It was JJ. Remember the, really? My, yeah, my I buddy. I didn't know he bought a saddle. Yeah, he said, and he's crazy too. He said, I got me a saddle. I was like, well, where'd, where'd that come from? He said, I was listening to Parker's podcast because, hey, by the way, I encourage them to listen to your podcast, well, Southern you. Ground. Okay. Thank you. And uh, also listen to Hunt Appalachian. So there you go. Yep. And uh, so he, he got a saddle and started talking to me about it. And I've just never hunted out of one. So is a saddle. So I've got all these questions. So for somebody that's never been in one, now that you've hunted in one, experienced it, have you even thought about a climber anymore? Thought about a lock on? No. And so it's out there. You're like, no. Are, are you guys the same? Oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. I, I hunted once yeah. out of a ladder stand last year because all my gear got completely soaked. And I just wanted to go climb up something and sit in it and got in a ladder stand. And it was the worst hour of my life. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> no way. So, so they're more, so y'all would say they're more comfortable than like a lock on or a, like a climber. Yes. Yeah. Once you get into it yeah. and get it set up, yeah, it, it is. It is just people uh, have different as comfortable as anything else. People okay. have different perspectives, though. Really, I mean, I know several people that are like, yeah. I think a lot of it's dependent on your build and your and, butt and your shape. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If you got a big old butt, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to hurt either if way. You, if you got big love <laughs> handles, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know how effective it would be, but. Uh, I, I'm sure I've seen some big guys in saddles, yeah, and and they do they do fine in them. Um, I actually yeah. I shot uh, I shot a doe on like the last week of the season in a in out of a shooting house. Um, but honestly, if I had a, if I had my choice, I would have I would have set up my saddle and just used it. Even though there were great shooting yeah. houses, I did that in Texas. 
my dad had feeders set up with with tripods and and uh, shooting houses, but I had I just assume set up in my saddle because it was more versatile. Like I, I was more comfortable, I was more versatile. I could shoot directions, I could film easier. Like there was just so many things that went into it that just like yeah yeah it's a no brainer. So shooting your bow and stuff, zero yep. problem. Yeah, Jared, yeah, no I'll let problem. you answer that. Yeah, I mean that's it's such a big myth you hear people talk about that it's hard to shoot or whatever. It it's actually easier because you know in a tree stand you don't have anything supporting your body other than just your your natural balance. So you know you're in a tree stand, you're leaning over trying to keep your balance from falling. In a saddle, I mean you're supported halfway up your body, so you just it's so much easier to shoot. I mean I I just I don't know where people come up with this stuff, but. Yeah, I, I, I shoot better out of the saddle, personally. I shot more deer this year. My first year using a saddle, I shot more deer, deer in bow season, than I've ever in my life. Yeah. I, and, and you know, part of that can be uh, attributed to being a better hunter than I have been. I mean, because I'm, I mean, I try to get better every year. For me, though, I, I really believe that um, the saddle has everything to do that not only did i do that but i was also it was my first year self-filming too so i was self-filming and filming out and doing it out of a saddle and i still killed more deer than i ever have before like for me (laughs) like that's not that's not anything about like that's not because i've gotten to to be that's not all because i've gotten to be a better hunter than i have been in the past like the saddle makes it doable yeah it really does so what would you say like yeah i mean if you're yeah good no you're good go ahead I was just going to say, if, if you've got if you've got killing down pretty good in a in a regular tree stand, you switch to a saddle and it's just it's game over. I mean, it's just that's so cool. I, I have so many more opportunities at deer closer range. It's just I just think it makes it easier, honestly. It does. So sure. being so, if you were to say, if someone like me curious hunting out a saddle, I don't even know other than YouTube and like you guys, I don't even know where to start with that what would be the biggest tips on someone that's just now curious wants to maybe look into it what would be the biggest thing you would say hey this is first step on on how to be successful hunting out of a saddle buying one is a pretty good first step <laughs> and use the uh, <laughs> use the discount we don't so, have a discount code with tethered oh dang it tethered but they're yeah. still so good but they're still awesome. they're still so good we don't have one of those do y'all have a discount code Oh, we do, don't we, Grant? We do. I don't know what it is, though. I'm pissed. I All right. think it's just Appalachia. I'm going to go co-host with him. I believe it is Appalachia. Appalachia. So, if you want to buy a Tethered Mantis, there you go. use our buddies at Hunt Appalachia with their code, Appalachia. And if it, and if it doesn't work, blame Greg Godfrey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, what's the price difference on the, the like, a, a good climber and the lock-on and the... Well, um, y'all would, y'all would probably, y'all might know that, that answer a little bit better. Um, as far as like, like when you look at price differences and things like that with a climber or a lock on, I never was real big into lock ons. So, um, for me, you know, the climber I was using was like a $150 climber. I just know the thought of having a saddle carrying it into the woods on public land when I'm, you know trucking a long way as far as having a climber on my back or a lock on the saddle's like 
man, you just put that in your backpack. It's a right? game changer. You can wear it. I wear mine. Yeah. Do y'all yeah. wear yours? On you? Yep. I wear yep. mine. Yeah. I, wear mine. I, I have my saddle on and a little small backpack with my camera gear in it and and go. And y'all are y'all are uh, y'all are both uh, spur guys, aren't you? Y'all use gaffs? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I wish we could do that here, but we can't. Can we not? Uh uh-uh. uh No. Oh, you can't on yeah. private land. You're right. On yeah. private land, you can't on you can't on public land. Um so I mean you start looking at that. Like my heaviest piece of equipment is my sticks. My hawk helium sticks. Yep. So and they're you know, they're kinda heavy. They're not that bad though. When you start if I if I were not filming, if I were not self filming, um, that knocks out probably ten pounds and then um, you know, having three three or four sticks on my back like it really to me if it were if it cost eight hundred dollars to get into a saddle and two hundred dollars to use a climber i would still be in the saddle every day it doesn't really yeah because it's yep. just it's yep. just worth it's, yep. it's worth <laughs> it's awesome. worth what it, it's kind of like a priceless item you know what i mean yeah wait what did you say about so use sticks what did they what did they use what do y'all use they use climbers like the shoes yeah, like no friggin' way, <laughs> like a like a like a lineman. Yeah, like a lineman. You're kidding me. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. that's the coolest setup ever. I want to be climbing trees like crazy, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny. You're you know, like for us, like Luke is somebody who I would consider to be. I mean, he is a, a, a hunter. Like he loves to hunt. Tagged out this year. Shot two big bucks in two days. What by when? Like December twentieth, something like that. Yeah, it was back to back, which back is to crazy. back days. Mm-hmm. And I actually called the shot for you. You're welcome. Yes, you um, did. So, so Luke is a guy like, you know, Luke is like the demographic that I feel like, um, you know, we forget exists because we are so we're all. I mean, like I see, I communicate with Grant and Jared in some way, form, or fashion almost every day through Facebook, Instagram, all the forums, um. And, and we're talking to people like us all the time. And it's really easy to forget about guys like you who really, given the right opportunity, would would eat up a saddle just yeah. hearing what it's all about. You know, and, and, and I don't know. Have you guys noticed like that? I mean, obviously, it's without question that there's a huge influx in saddle saddle hunting right now. Why do you think that is? Yeah. I think people are just now getting exposed to it, really. You know, because, you know, when saddle was kind of not really a big thing, but when it was popular back, you know, several years back, we didn't have Facebook and YouTube and podcasts and all this stuff. But, you know, now with all that stuff, I think, you know, just more people are hearing about it and it's making a huge difference. And, you know, there's lots of hardcore guys out there like us that, you know, they're just now hearing about it for the first time. And, you know, they see it and it gets the wheels turning and, it doesn't take too long in there. They're sold on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's, there's been a couple of my buddies who three or four years ago, I told them, Hey, you know, you got to get in one of these saddles and they didn't listen to me. And now they're starting to see it on Facebook or starting to see it, you know, heck in magazines nowadays. And now they want to, that yeah. now they want to make the switch. Now that they see there's someone crazy other than me doing it. So they're, you know, <laughs> they, they think it's okay now and it's safe. So, <laughs> Well, I, I mean, for me, really, it was Greg. Greg reached out to me 
uh, after I was a guest. Before we had the podcast, Greg reached out to me after I was a guest and was like, dude, you need to be in a saddle. And and my mind immediately went to that the podcast I was telling you guys about where I was like, no. And I told Greg, I mean, I could probably go back in my message and be like, yeah, that's not for me. I legitimately said that to him. And then I started watching videos. I watched started watching some of some of the flinging arrows videos. I started watching some of uh, uh, Bobby Boswell videos. Some of Garrett Prawl, DIY Sportsman, mm-hmm. um, and and then obviously uh, Greg Godfrey watching all these this stuff. And I remember my parents were actually in town, and I remember sitting on the couch and looking at my dad and being like, "I'm doing this this year. Like this is gonna happen." I'm going to do this. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, it's just like. That's going to be me this year. Is is there like a. Is, I'm going to freaking do it. I don't know that there's anybody that the first time they hear about it, they're like, yes. Like, no, have, no, I, have y'all I ever seen that? Yeah, I wasn't. Oh, man. When I when I first started saddle hunting, my dad, I mean, he cussed me up and down. He said, <laughs> you are going to kill yourself in that thing. And I, I hung upside down and everything. <laughs> you can't really fall out of it. And he just thought I was freaking nuts. <laughs> it it does it sounds nuts. Like like I've never heard of anybody that when the first time that they heard about it that they weren't like that's stupid, that's crazy, and it, like it always takes some coaxing to get them to yeah. get people to be like okay, but yeah, it's super cool. safe from oh, all that I've seen. Oh, it's very safe. It's yeah. the safest way to be in a tree. Yeah, I just want freaking spike shoes man <laughs> where do i order amazon amazon have those yeah uh you can get them pretty cheap can't you i don't i'm not into yeah, it uh, about the cheapest about the cheapest good pair is probably what 180 bucks or so grant i don't know well yeah if you're buying them new but like anything in saddle hunting, like you can go jared me and jared are on opposite ends of the spectrum and he has you have geckos don't you jared yeah, carbon fiber. <laughs> yeah, he's got carbon fiber spurs, and I have Fancy. these steel Klein um, spurs that are heavy. I mean, I think they probably weigh – I don't know if I've ever weighed them. I'm sure they weigh six or seven pounds. Oh, themselves. my gosh. <laughs> you can, you can go out. either way. I bought mine for $100, and Jared had to take a loan out to get his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those there's, geckos there's are – There's different routes you can take to get up a tree. Yeah, and that, they just strap yeah. on the your shoe, your boot. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, okay. they strap, strap. There's a strap up just below your knee, and then one that goes over your boot. Yeah, okay, it's Man. pretty awesome. I'm t- I tried it for the first time at Saddle Palooza. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I hated it the first time I did it, but I, after some yeah. practice, practice yeah. I mean, you could you could definitely do it. Uh, so, do you guys do y'all ever use sticks anymore after using? Spurs. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's do. some public land up here that you can't use them. Um, a lot of people will tell you, and in different states it's going to be different, but a lot of people will tell you public land you absolutely can't use them. But if you call uh, the forester, the forester, or um, the manager of the WMA and ask them, a lot of them will let you. Um, so it just depends on what public land I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, if I can use them, I'll use them. They would be my number one choice over anything else um, if I'm allowed to use them. If not, I'll use uh, sticks or uh, wild oak studs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would love to. I don't hunt pretty much any private land out here. So it's really, like, if I were to ever buy some, I think it would probably be, you know, just some cheapos that I could use when I go to Texas to my dad's land or um, if I hunt 
some private yeah. land out here if you ever invite me, Luke, to go out to your to your piece of property. Hey, I mean, we had a deal. I said, hey, let me on the podcast, and, and we started wheeling, dealing, and you never <laughs> let me on. So I guess now I owe you. <laughs> I owe you one now. <laughs> yep. I mean, you took some some goofy girl out there the first time she asks, and then. I, I, I <laughs> you know, you do stupid things for love, okay? Let's <laughs> yep. just all be honest. That's true. This <laughs> is true. So, um, so, so Jared, we, we asked Grant, I'm going to kind of go back to this. We asked Grant what his biggest concern was, and you kind of told us your dad was concerned. What was your biggest, um, your biggest maybe drawback from before you actually committed to the saddle? Um, it's probably the same thing, probably safety aspect of it. Just the thought of putting all your, you know, everything into one rope hanging off the side of a tree. But, uh, you know, after I started messing with it a little bit and, you know, realized that I'm dealing with climbing rated rope that's rated for several thousand pounds. I mean, I just, you know, you just kind of got used to it. And, yeah, I was pretty much all in right away. I mean, I I sold every stand I owned within a week of getting the saddle. So it was uh, pretty much do or die for me. Now, were you a, were you a climber guy or were you a lock-on, lock-on guy? Yeah, I was mainly a climber guy. I mean, I hunted out of one for yeah. several years. I mean, that thing was huge and probably weighed 40 pounds, fully loaded down. <laughs> so it was just absolutely killing me. And that's that's really the main reason I switched because, you know, I was starting to self-film a good bit and carry more of that type of stuff. So, you know, I had to do something to reduce that weight because it was just getting me way too much. If, if I'm 100% honest, one of the biggest reasons I've – not hunting like public land as much is because of uh carrying all the equipment like carrying a climber yeah is it's awful when you have you know over a mile to walk into a spot and then if you kill a deer it's like well crap what am i gonna do walk back to the truck then walk back then walk back to the truck so that's been one of the biggest reasons i've just kind of chilled out hunting public land is because all the equipment yeah. So this year I, I got to get in the saddle. I got to do it. Yeah, you do. I mean, yep. and, and I would say for anybody what going into uh, going like if you've never if if you really wanted to get into public land hunting, like for me, like it, it's the same thing with kayaks. So everybody who listens to this knows that I <clears throat> that I love to kayak hunt. Like that's the way I like to hunt. But I can tell you this: like if you start kayak hunting out of a crappy kayak that doesn't do that you know it's miserable to paddle it or it's heavy and um or if you kill a deer you have to like yeah. trust your like risk your life to get the deer back <laughs> like you're gonna hate it and you're not gonna enjoy it so um with public land hunting if somebody's like i want to start public land hunting i'm gonna tell them you need to get a saddle before you do anything because it's just gonna make the experience so much better yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so much more fun and you'll yeah. love it more you know yeah. um and so, you know, I, I think I think it's really I think it's really interesting um, right here in this conversation of having we've really got people all over the board. You guys have been doing it for for six years, seven years, something like that each. Uh, I've been doing it now for one year and Luke has never done it. So yeah. Luke right now is kind of in the same position that I was in uh, this time last year. And and it's it's neat to kind of see that that like. Uh, just click, you know, yeah. just like that, 
that spark in your yeah. mind that's like, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. Real question is, can you throw a spear out of one? I don't know. Well, I'm sure you could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Do you feel like you could get more momentum? Like swinging? <laughs> Swing that thing. Yeah, you wrap yourself around the tree like five or six times and let go with that spin. So they actually, I, I don't know about West Virginia, they outlawed spearing yep. out here yep. in Alabama. Made me, it, it makes me sick. So Luke's, one of Luke's. I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's any regs on that here. I think we can really? do it. So one of Luke's like goals in life for what I mean, it was a good four or five four, years, yeah, wasn't four it? Four years, yeah. I missed like four year. It's sickening to talk about. So yeah, it was like four years. I've been I've been trying to. I got into cold steel. I got the Samburu spear. Then you know, got into the cold steel dart gun. So I've I've done all that. And then they outlawed spear hunting. Like who the <laughs> crap out? Oh man! Like so many deer are dying from spear hunting. Are you serious? Like what the crap? I'm literally the yeah. only one that I know of. <laughs> That's hunting with a freaking spear, and you outlaw it for what reason? It's like, <laughs> you got what? so much money and time yeah, invested like, into what? it. What? Unethical? It's a two-and-a-half-pound, seven-foot weapon, That's <laughs> you know, as opposed to arrow. I'm like, what in the world's going on? So there's this guy. Uh, so Grant and Jared, if y'all have not watched this dude, you should totally watch him. His name is Bartlett Kimbrough, and he is a guy. Oh, yeah. Do you know him? Do you know who I'm talking about? That dude is a turkey killer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, he is from, like, right here where we're at. Where he hunts is Bank, Bankhead National Forest, which is right here where we're at. I didn't even know that. He's got a video on YouTube. I don't know if y'all have seen it. If y'all follow him, then you may have seen it. He's got this video on YouTube where this giant buck walks out. And this is on Bankhead <laughs> National Forest, right? Where, like, you're not going to see these 150-inch deer just walking around every single time you go and, and there's this giant and it's like at 20 yards from his stand and he chunks a spear at it <laughs> <laughs> and it goes like 20 foot over its back and not quite that far i mean but he missed it pretty bad he had a he had a muzzleloader as well so after he threw a spear and he missed, picked it up. he picked up the muzzleloader <laughs> and shot the deer um and it was a giant dude and this was before thing. out it was outlawed obviously and stuff yeah. Uh, I actually had a conversation with him on Facebook last night. We were talking about it, and he was like, basically said the same thing. He was like, I just got to where deer hunting wasn't quite the same, and so I picked up a spear, yeah. and then those jokers went off and outlawed it. <laughs> like, no sense, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, that would be fun, a, a, a full podcast about spear hunting. Oh, yeah, it's it's a whole there different world, man. How How cool would that be, though? I wonder if, man. I wonder if anybody has ever speared anything in a state where it's legal from a saddle. I, I mean, uh, maybe. I don't think so. Only one way to be the first. Well, I, I won't That's be right. in Alabama. Not in Alabama, but you could bait it now. Yeah. Like you could, you could That's put a corn pile so right underneath your tree stand. I know it's like that's so frustrating because now you have an opportunity to make it a little easier for the deer to get you know closer to you, and it's outlawed. Yay. <laughs> whatever man that's that's crazy so um so back to saddle hunting luke you were on a roll man and i feel like you've got a lot more questions to ask these guys yeah so i'm a i actually i shoot compound and recurve but normally i shoot a recurve um 
so I asked earlier, so there's no problem like shooting out of the saddle, like with a recurve and a compound, you know, it's obviously different the way you shoot. So I'm just curious on that would be my biggest, biggest concern is shooting a recurve out of it from my, just you yeah. know, for me personally. Yeah. I don't have any experience with that. I don't know if, do you want, do one of you guys have any experience with that? I never have, but I mean, I know several guys that do hunt with long longbows and recurves. Yeah, and yeah. As far as I know, it's not an issue. Yeah, on the on the Saddle Hunter Facebook page, it was just recently, like the last couple of days, a guy was asking if a, I don't know, a thirty four ATA bow was too long to hunt out of with a saddle. Yeah. I bet there were <laughs> fifty guys who said, "Well, mine's mine's sixty two inches long or whatever." You yeah. know, yeah. Recurve longbow hunters. So I. If those, I mean, if that many people are doing it, I'm sure it's not a problem. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, like, man, I, I so the the first day I took my saddle out, I shot a doe on public land, um, the opening day of of this season, of this past season, and I was so stink. Like, if I put myself in the same tree, which would have been impossible because it is too branchy and mm-hmm. too much cover and stuff, that I wouldn't have been in the same tree in a in a climber, but just say I were in the same tree in a climber, I'm not pulling that shot off. It was behind me at my six, um, which is a pretty easy shot. And like, I kind of hope for those shots a lot of times, uh, in a saddle because you pretty much just go back behind you. And if you go back behind you like that, then you're really not interfering with the tree at all for a recurve or something like that. A lot of times I'll intentionally set up to where, you know, a, a deer will, be at my back um yeah just because that's an easy shot it's a pretty easy shot to make that was, a, yeah. That was yeah, another question i was going to ask is um like you said like climbing a tree so with a climber obviously you've got to find one that's kind of pretty clean doesn't have limbs but with a lock on it's a little different because you got sticks you can kind of maneuver around the tree so i'm assuming it's the same thing with a oh, saddle you just right. get in whatever tree you want to yeah i mean yeah do yep. one of you guys want to answer that yeah, so yeah, a, an example of that, and I don't know if Jared and I ever really posted any good pictures of these trees that we hunted uh, on some public ground we kayaked into last year, but we were both in black walnut trees, which are sometimes hard to climb anyway, but there were, shoot, I don't know, uh, we probably had to go around 10 limbs to get up to, to maybe 15 or 16 feet, and these trees yeah. were maybe about as big around as my thigh i would say and we hunted those and i mean really it was a pretty good pretty sweet setup it was the only trees we could get in and that's what my favorite thing about them about saddles one of my favorite things is uh i'm not limited to what i can hunt out of i can you know the majority of the time you can get up it uh you know no matter how many limbs it has and a lot of times no matter how it's leaning you can hunt out of it Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my thing is I'm not wanting to, you know, get up, you know, 25, 30 feet just because of me shooting a recurve, which it's mm-hmm. totally fine. But I'm wanting to get up in the thicker trees. I can I can still see the ground, but like he's saying, maneuvering <laughs> around some limbs to where I'm kind of inside of some cover. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite trees to get into is, like I said, I, I like to be, yep. like if I have, especially if I've got a bow in my hand, 14 or 15 feet, like, yeah, that is just right. You know, for shot angles and stuff with oh, a bow, yeah. like I wanna, 
I want to get it as flat as I can. Yeah. And yeah. if a, if a deer, you know, you, you don't want to be too up too high, and so, um, you know, I like to be in those really thick cover, but still staying pretty low to the ground, for sure. Same. Yep. Were you gonna say something, Jared? No, yeah, exactly the same for me. You know, especially early season, you got some leaves on still. I mm. mean, if I can get a tree where I can, where I got to go around five, six limbs and then get up a little hole in there, man, it's just, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. All right. So, so here's a, here's a, a great question. Okay. So you guys have been doing this for six years. Obviously the game, the game has changed in the saddle manufacturing and saddle gear like there's just so many more new products coming out even in the last year there's been a lot of new products coming out what are some main changes that you guys are working on making or maybe you've already made in this off season going into the deer season what are some of the biggest things we'll start with you grant is there anything that's changed right now from from this past deer season yeah so i i'm trying to work on a way to pack my gear in um, I want to, I want to try to get everything in a, in a smaller pack, uh, trying to mess around with my camera arms and, uh, change them around a little bit to make them work a little bit better for me. Um, my, as far as my saddle system goes, uh, you know, my, I've run a predator platform and a manis. Um, I don't really see me making a whole lot of change there unless there's something that seems like every day there's some new saddle or, or something new coming out on the market. So, uh, you never know, but as long as my wife has a hold of my wallet, I'm probably not going to be buying any new saddles <laughs> or anything like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to work on as well is, you know, the packability of everything, especially with cameras like that, that changes the game yeah. whenever you start yeah, filming that's, stuff. That's, that's really the hard part. If I didn't have a camera, I wouldn't even carry a backpack. I wouldn't carry anything except my bow and my saddle. And, and I think about that every time I'm lugging all that stuff through the woods. <laughs> and try to figure out a way that I can I can do better packing it. Um, and I'm still messing around with some stuff and trying to lighten the load a little bit. But uh, maybe maybe I'll get one of some of those super light carbon fiber spurs like Jared. And, uh, be super light. <laughs> Got to hit the lotto. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate your sacrifice because I was able to enjoy your YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Jared, um, is there anything about your system that you're gonna work on for this upcoming deer season? I guess tell us what your what your system is right now, and maybe some maybe some fine tuning that you're gonna be doing. Yeah. So, like Green, I'm running the Mana Saddle and the, the Predator platform, and. Um, and when that stuff came boys. out, what is, I mean, what is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure: I do help those guys out a little bit, so <laughs> I may be a tad biased. So I use a, I use a. There, I'm a little bit different. I use a mantis saddle and a predator platform. So <laughs> what is the? <laughs> yeah. I'm so clueless on on the platform. <laughs> Luke, like, Luke's like, is, what's a predator platform? What's yeah, a mantis? It, so yeah, he doesn't can, know. Are you standing? Yeah. Or, okay, so that's yeah. the platform for your feet. It's basically, like a. Jared, why don't you explain it? You kind of had a little bit yeah, of a Yeah, so the Predator, yeah. The Predator is basically like a miniature tree stand, but it's just like the very bottom part of it. Gotcha, So yeah. it's, it's designed 
specifically for saddle hunting, it has little wings that come off the front corners so you can use those to push off of and pivot yourself around. And, uh, you know, it only weighs about three pounds. It's a, it's basically 12 inches wide, 12 inches deep. So it's, it's fairly small, Yeah. but it, but it's really all you need to, uh, you know, you're not really putting all your weight on it. You're just kind of leaning back in your saddle and putting your feet on the edge of the platform. So then you can use the edge of the platform to kind of walk around and shoot in different positions. And so once you take your feet off of that platform, it's just like you're sitting in a chair. Yeah, I mean the saddle's pretty much. Yeah, it's what's holding you up there. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 like a sling. Okay, cool. Think of like, your dad makes those uh, like a miniature that. hammock. Yeah, the short hammock, like a little little butt hammock, kind of. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Anyways, go, so go ahead, Jared. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, when the I started hunting with the manis and the predator last year, and man, it was just like. The, the, the term game changer is overused so much right now, but I mean, literally it dropped so much weight and bulk off of my entire system. It was just amazing. So between that, I mean, really I'm trying to think of where I could slim down even more, but it's, I'm kind of getting to the point where I can't go any farther. Um, <laughs> I think this year I may, I may use the, uh, the carbon fiber bolts a little bit more because they are just, absolutely probably the lightest thing you could get but uh yeah other than that other than my camera gear like grant said if i didn't have my camera gear my saddle platform and my spurs weigh just under eight pounds and that's literally all i need to hunt that's ridiculous (laughs) it's so it's anything over top of that is extra yeah it's so crazy like seeing i love seeing when people like like it just clicks and like, holy crap! What have I been missing out on my whole life? It, it really is. That's what that is for me right now. And and you really, Luke, you need to go ahead and get this stuff before you start getting too serious with some old girl. <laughs> she's gonna. She don't. Well, I, actually, I need to go and get me one before she's like, oh yeah, I gotta have one. Oh, she's she's gonna so want one. Start, <laughs> I can start saving money from now until hunting season. Uh, where's mine? I want a pink one, please. <laughs> I don't think anybody's making a pink one yet. Oh, well, I... Yeah, not yet. It really is cool to see the uh, the saddle community grow. You know, I walked into a community that was growing, and now it's growing even more. Um, and, and man, I really appreciate you guys you guys coming on and, and talking about that a little bit with us and kind of giving us, you know, from from start to finish, from when you started to where you're at now, kind of a brief overview, as much as we could fit in in whatever, 54 minutes is what we're at right now. And uh, and yes. I know I know Luke's going to probably Absolutely, man. Be, be checking out this stuff. I really am. Coming up. And, <laughs> um, so before before we, we, we get off of here, there was one request that, that you guys made, one question I'm that excited. you really wanted to talk about. Um, on this podcast, and I, I totally wasn't planning. I was planning on doing this a long time ago, but I was like, "What, what kind of host am I if I don't even ask them the one question that they asked <laughs> me to ask them?" And so, how did Grant and Jared meet? Jared, do you well, want to take this? Way this back. Or do you want me to explain it? Uh, 
I don't know. It'd probably be funnier if you did it. So, well, yeah. Why don't you go ahead? There's really it's not any any kind of crazy story, but uh, I had moved up here for a girl uh, for my oh. wife. Oh, um, it was your wife. And, what's that? It was your wife. Oh yeah, it was. Okay, I that's, moved up here that's for, okay, for my wife. Okay. Um, and and we uh, I, I hated it up here. Like absolutely hated it because. I, I grew up on a 200-acre farm. Hunting was out my back door. I didn't have to ask permission for anything. All the neighbors let me hunt. So I get up here, and I don't have permission to hunt anywhere. So I get through the first couple seasons of me living up here, and I love to film hunts. I just didn't know how to edit it, anything. Like, I didn't know. I had hours of footage and uh, no, just on the SD cards and nowhere to nothing to do with it. So there was a group called Extreme Pursuit Outdoors uh, that I saw on Facebook, and they were uh, asking people to, uh, to I guess, apply to, to join their group. So I made a little video, and it just so happened that Jared uh, was one of those, uh, I guess, uh, one of the people who started the group. And so I sent him this super embarrassing video of myself talking about how I was <laughs> A great outdoorsman, and, uh, <laughs> and, and how how wonderful I was at filming hunts when uh, none of them were edited; <laughs> they were all terrible. Uh, but I send that stuff to Jared, and so it goes a week or two, and I hadn't heard anything. And I I get kind of persistent whenever I uh, I want to do something, and people won't answer me. And I think I Facebook messaged him about fifty thousand times. I was like, yo, am I, am I in? Am I in? <laughs> but, uh, finally, he, uh, he tells me I was in, but the, but the thing was, I had to teach him how to kill turkeys. He had never killed a yeah. turkey before. <laughs> so every turkey you see Jared kill, <laughs> it's because, <laughs> it is 100% because of me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's yep. pretty... That's pretty good. And is this how you got the name Johnny Gobbler? Yeah, Johnny Gobbler was a <laughs> uh, that, that was a nickname that uh, I, I don't know. I probably gave it to myself because it sounds cool. But, uh, <laughs> you had me. <laughs> I don't remember how it came about, but uh, and I, I'm probably the only person that calls myself Johnny Gobbler too. So uh, I guess it's uh, it's not that cool. But uh, yeah, that's that sort of Johnny Gobbler came around with uh, Jared and LG and. The, outdoors days when I was stacking up turkeys and teaching Jared uh, how to turkey hunt. That's awesome. Hey, you're teaching Tyler how to turkey hunt too. So uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's an even bigger chore. I don't know what it is about me teaching gingers how to turkey hunt. <laughs> well, I know um, I know Tyler. Tyler had a good, a dang good time with you guys. I really wish I could have could have been able to go to that, but. We're definitely 100%. We have got to schedule a hunt together sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I, I think it might be Kentucky. Dude, I got a Kentucky bow hunt. If you guys come on that Kentucky trip, I was actually just talking to Michael about that today, hoping hoping you guys come out to that because that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I've wanted would. to do that hunt in Kentucky for a long time and never have. So you might have you might have picked up a guess fantastic well fellas thank you so much for coming on the show jared thanks for being a return guest grant 
you were an even better first time guest than Jared was on his on his first time. Uh, that's so. the story of Jared. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, you guys are awesome. It's been it's been a great time talking to you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Parker. All right, thanks to the guys at Hunt Appalachia, Grant and Jared, for coming on. We really enjoyed that. Luke, what'd you think? Your Good first there. podcast. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. Super stoked. They answered like a lot of the viewers' questions, but you know they answered a lot of my questions too. So. I really like. I appreciated how uh, candid you were. Like a lot of people be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, the platform." Oh, I'm like, definitely not. And yeah. they don't know. They don't know what the heck it is. But <laughs> yeah. you're over here like, so uh, what's a platform? Yeah, 100. Not afraid to ask questions. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. Really, um, that was that was awesome. I know, I know. I know. There's people out there that not everybody that's listening to this this podcast right now knows what saddle hunting is. Yeah. And they're gonna appreciate that. And um, so. Man, that was fun. It was. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you for finally, finally letting me be on this <laughs> awesome podcast. <laughs> and I hope it's not the last. Hey, man, listen, we'll have to get Sadie on here soon. I know, so. man. If she kills a bigger deer than me this year, dude, don't, gonna have to, don't gonna kick have to get me out. Here. Yeah. I'll make that girl famous. Hey, she would 100% be down to be famous for hunting, killing stuff. She'll be like, finally, I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, thanks, guys, so much for listening to this episode. As always, big shout-out to Onyx Maps, Tethered, New Breed Archery, and Go Wild. We appreciate what these companies do. Go and uh, and give us a five-star review. If you enjoy this podcast, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever you listen to. Leave us a review. I really would appreciate that. Um, I want to hear you guys' feedback, what you want to hear. Um, we've got something on our Facebook page right now that's at Southern Ground Hunting on Facebook. So go check that out. We've got something on there right now. A post that I posted, uh, I don't know, yesterday or so. This summer, we're going to do a series of podcasts called Local Legends. And we want to highlight local legends from the South. Just just regular guys who um, have become local legends on for what they can do on public land. Uh, a guy similar to uh, Mike Perry. We talked to Mike Perry. Yeah. You know Mike Perry. Your dad does yes. all his taxidermy stuff. Freaking killer. Yes. And a local legend. People who hunt out here know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we want to just highlight, those have been really popular. We want to highlight those guys. So if you're listening to this and maybe you think you're a good candidate for that, you know, don't send me a message and say, hey, I'm a local legend because <laughs> I probably won't get Nick- back to you. Nickname. Um, <laughs> That's what you need to do. Whoever hey, has the best local Johnny legend Johnny Gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but if you know somebody, really, um, uh, we want to we wanna highlight those guys. We know that they have a lot of knowledge. And uh, they don't get quite as much airtime, and a lot of it's on purpose because they don't want people to know their secrets. Absolutely. But, but a lot of guys just never have the opportunity. We want to talk to them, so um, go to our Facebook page, check that out, uh, send us a message, whatever you got to do. Um, we'd love to to hear your suggestions on that. Also, check us out on Instagram. That's at Southern Ground Hunting as well. Um, we are in our last week of the Gobblebutt giveaways. We're giving away a whole bunch of stuff from Hunter's Addiction. Really appreciate the guys, the the companies who have partnered with us on. On this uh, on this giveaway through through turkey season, we call it the gobble gut gobble butt giveaway, and um, we gave away a ton of turkey calls, like like probably like six hundred dollars worth of turkey calls yeah. throughout the season, which is pretty incredible. Crazy. From Woodhaven, foot on the head. Um, I know I don't have them written down, so I know I'm going to forget some. Woodhaven, foot on the head. Um, Swamp Boys custom calls. Hunter's addiction. Kyle's custom calls. Who am I missing? T3 custom calls. Appalachian game calls. Uh, man, that's got to be it. You did awesome so far. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot of people. 
Um, all these companies partnered with us to bring this giveaway to you. We hope to do it again very soon. We love giving away stuff. It's not going to be the last time we do it. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That is going to be it. Luke, do you have anything else that you want to add? No, it's been awesome. Thank awesome. you again for letting me be on it. Hey, you guys, here's what I want you to do. Go on our Facebook page and tell me how much you loved Luke Parker oh, on the gosh. podcast. You're making me blush. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's what you need to do. On everything that we post for the next week, I need you to comment. Please. I love Luke Parker. <laughs> if you do, maybe I'll get a second shot being blush. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's going to be it for this show. As always, if you're going to be in the woods, if you're going to be on the water, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>